0: So if you can kind of hit people with communication in the middle, at the center of their week, it tends to happen faster.
1: You're listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast, a daily podcast dedicated to helping B2B marketing, sales, and customer success professionals become masters of their craft. Today, you'll hear an episode from our Takeover Tuesday series. Every month, we ask a different practitioner or thought leader to host a series of interviews that cover a specific theme. Here we go.
2: Hey, James, how are you doing for the fourth and the final Takeover series for Tuesday on Efficiency Topics?
1: I am ecstatic to to deliver this one to you. This has been such a fun series for me, Sangram, and and so I'm really grateful for you allowing me to do it, and really excited to to share this interview. this This one is with my friend Brian Wish and. I first met Brian. I I think we met via LinkedIn, maybe a year or so ago. And I was incredibly impressed with one of the projects, one of his recent projects that he worked on. I guess it's not so recent. It was about six months ago. He managed the book launch for a friend of both of ours, actually, Alan Gannett, who wrote an incredible book called The Creative Curve. And, and Brian really helped with a ton of the. Kind of the book launch strategy. And so got to know Brian. He's actually helping launch my book this, this May. He's, he's, we've already done kind of a strategy session. And, and and so I'm, I'm really excited to work with him in that way. But what I've learned about Brian and why I wanted to bring him on as the last interview in this series on efficiency is because he's, you know, much more than just being kind of an expert in, in LinkedIn content and an expert in book launches. I mean, he's really become an expert in productivity and efficiency and the way he kind of streamlines his workflow and just gets work done. I've been fascinated by in in the few months that I've been working with him. And so I'm I'm really excited. I think he's got some really tangible things here uh, that people are going to really enjoy.
2: Yeah, that's awesome. And I remember talking to Brian as well as part of just knowing Alan and uh, trying to figure out certain things as he launched his book. And I remember he is very down to earth, uh, someone who is very unassuming at the same time, as as you put it, like, you know, brilliant in the way he uh, orchestrates the whole process. And I think all of us need to, you know, when we have all these brilliant ideas and things that we want to do, I think what we all lack is a proven process of Going through the motions, uh, as opposed to squirrel, squirrel. Here we go. Here we go. Right. You're totally right. uh, We we need a back someone with a backbone and saying yes to certain things and saying no to certain things. So I am super excited to hear what you and Brian bring to this episode. So again, for all of it, James, thank you so much for doing the entire series, doing a phenomenal job by bringing folks like Logan, Andrew, you know, and the whole tax around SEO, which is not being talked about a lot. And now with Brian around productivity around a proven technique, I really am grateful for our friendship. And I'm also grateful for the knowledge that you've brought to the Flip My Funnel community. So thank you. I really appreciate it, man. Yeah. And let's go.
1: Welcome back to the Flip My Funnel podcast. My name is James Carberry. And This is the fourth episode in a series of four interviews that I'm doing for Takeover Tuesday on this show. The theme of my four-part series is efficiency. And today's guest, I'm going to be talking with Brian Wish. And we're going to be talking about how do you set up your work week to be the most efficient. As Brian and I were talking about this offline He's just got some really tangible things that he's done that have been a game changer for him over the last year. And so please join me in welcoming Brian Wish to the show. Brian, how are you doing today, man? I'm great. Thanks for having me, James. I am really excited to chat with you today, Brian. We have been friends for probably about a year now and we're doing some work together. You're helping me with some strategy stuff as as with my book coming out later this year. And And I've just been insanely impressed with with how you work and you're an efficiency machine. So when I told Sangram that I was going to be doing my Takeover Tuesday series on efficiency, you were one of the first names that came to mind. Before we dive into these four things that you're going to be teaching us today, these different techniques to help our listeners become more productive, more efficient, what are you up to? Uh, You're the founder of a company called BW Missions. What are you up to at BW Missions?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I am working primarily with founders and CEOs to help them build out their community. And, you know, when you ask yourself, what does that mean? It really comes down to helping them share content and build audiences and relationships around their kind of core niche to develop, you know, business partnerships and, you know, more revenue. But uh, my job and what I look at myself doing is helping founders give them the outlets and opportunities to really connect with the right people through sharing content that helps them do what they do best.
1: I love it. I love it. So you have been incredibly helpful for me, Brian, as we have been working together the last few weeks and and just seeing you from afar for the last year. So I want to dive into this episode because as we were talking offline, I think you've you've got an enormous number of things that you could share that would be helpful, but we narrowed it down to really how to set up your work week so that you can be hyper efficient, and productive. And you've got four different things that you have done and that you continue to do week in and week out to make sure that you are hyperproductive each week. The the first thing that I want to touch on is you actually, you block certain times of the day to do certain types of work. Can you elaborate on that for us?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I was reading a book, it's called Win, and it's on performance habits by Dan Pink. And I applied a lot of the takeaways from that book to my own life. So in the mornings is the time when I don't schedule any phone calls or meetings or do my best not to. And I really use that time from probably 7.30 a.m. to about 11.30 a.m. to really kind of take care of kind of heads down work, project oriented work that if you got that four to five hour chunk done every day, you'd feel good about the rest of your day. And so I blocked some of the most important things right into those hours.
1: You're not checking email. You're not, you know, engaging on LinkedIn. You're not doing that type of work in this chunk of time. Is that
0: right? Right. Like, oh, sure. I think that's a safe, a good way to put it. I mean, I do do a little checkup on LinkedIn, right? If I do a post or on other social medias, but it's primarily heads down work in that time. Got
1: it. I love it. And so, Is there a reason why you're doing that in the morning as opposed to another part of the day?
0: Yeah. So research shows from like when you wake up to that, those first hours are the times when, you know, you are the most, you're best suited mentally to kind of do that work and be laser focused after, you know, as you go into more of the afternoon hours, right? You lose a little of that attention and focus and maybe that sharpness where it becomes a better time to kind of check up on email or do more monotonous tasks or call your insurance company to make something kind of happen where it doesn't require as much thought. And so I really try and schedule the things that take the most thought in the morning. And then I can talk about in the evening as well, how I do writing and more creative tasks. So
1: I love it. So let's, let's dive into so so what you do in the morning is more kind of heads down work. Walk us through kind of the rest of the day and the work that you do during those other parts of the day.
0: Right. So I typically schedule meetings and phone calls uh, with clients in the afternoon. Try, try to do from 12 to like 3 4, to 4.30. Uh, a good window for me while checking email or just getting contracts out the door or signed so I, that's just my low energy period, more or less. And then what I do from there is I go to the gym or take a walk and eat dinner and, and really try and just take a mental break for an hour and a half, two hours. And then I work a lot of nights. And so I found that when I come back from exercise and the meal, that I am very fresh at night until about eleven, eleven thirty, And then I do it all over again. Monday through Friday, and then start. And then I actually, I shut off pretty much always on Saturdays when I can. And I pick back up on Sundays in the afternoon. So that is kind of my weekly, how I look at blocking my days.
1: You got it. And what are you doing on Sunday afternoons?
0: So That's really prep work for the week. So I look at my calendar for the week ahead or the next two weeks, and I'm confirming with people on their schedule that like the time, that we're going to talk, the dial in information, just so when you get to that meeting, you know exactly that everything's confirmed and buttoned up. Yeah, I think you and I can resonate over this, James, when you're about to go into a meeting that wasn't confirmed and five minutes later, a person pulls out and says, so, oh, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. And so I try and mitigate that. One, it's a, t- it's a time suck. And two, you know, it's, it's just anxiety you don't have to deal with.
1: Totally. Totally. And And if you have confirmed it with someone earlier in the week the likelihood of them bailing i'm sure it goes goes down significantly that's actually the second thing that i wanted to elaborate on uh, you know picking times of the day to do certain work is one but confirming your apport- appointments and actually blocking time some people may not want to do that on a sunday but if you did that on a monday morning or you know what whatever works uh, i think something early in the week to where you're actually blocking time to confirm your appointments for the rest of the week, particularly if you're in sales, for the sales folks listening to this, I think this would be an incredibly efficient exercise to get in the habit of doing. Uh, Is there anything else around confirming appointments, Brian, before we move on to your, your third tip?
0: Right, I think just making sure everything is needed in the calendar invite, confirming the time zones. I mean, it sounds really silly, but it is the small things I've learned through my own failures. And so that... Just making sure your calendar, which is your schedule, is buttoned up as much as possible, I think, just really allows the week to go more seamless.
1: It's such a for success, I totally agree. The third thing that I want to talk to you about, Brian, is around your to do list. You actually rewrite your to do list two to three times a day. Can you talk to us about that?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I'll start at the evening. So every night before I go to bed, I rewrite. I write my to do list for the next day. So that way when I wake up, one, I can just jump right into what I need to do. and But also before I go to sleep, then I'm not in bed just dreaming or thinking about all the things I need to do the next day because I literally have a clear legal pad of the things I do. And then after I finish a few things in the morning, I cross it off and then I just rewrite it again and just tear mm-hmm. a sheet off. And so I might be killing a lot of trees, but for me, I I enjoy the process of just rewriting my to-do list because it makes me, it just makes things so clear, right? And so a lot of people might have a digital to-do list on their phone, but there's something cathartic for me about the writing process where I can just cross something off and then make something look clean again. So it's a Mm -hmm. personal preference, but I found it very effective. And I use a, a long legal pad. I think some people use very tiny notebooks or small papers. I found it most effective when I have something bigger that I can write on I can just see it more clearly.
1: I love it. I love it. That's super practical. All right. This last thing that we're going to talk about, this fourth kind of technique that that you employ to be more efficient is around the time of day that you fit in exercise. You don't do it first thing in the morning. Like I know a lot of people do it. You actually do it in the afternoon. Can you talk to us about kind of why you work out when you work out?
0: Totally. So I find that, you know, when I hit three, four, five o'clock, I kind of I fan out. If you ask me to write up a paper, right, at four o'clock in the afternoon, I probably would not be as efficient. I could do it as if I was to come back with a fresh set of eyes at 730 or eight o'clock at night. So I really try and take a workout and then dinner and a break between my work so I can kind of use the night to its full advantage uh, when I do work at night. Got it. I love it.
1: So Brian, we've talked about kind of breaking down the times of day that you do certain work. We talked about confirming appointments. Uh, We talked about rewriting your to-do list two to three times a day. I think that's I haven't heard anybody talk about doing that. I think that's super interesting. We also talked about when you fit in exercise. Is there anything else, Brian, that that you'd like to share around efficiency or how you get work done in a really effective manner?
0: Yeah, I think that's a good point. I mean, I think. You know, that's all great short term planning mechanisms, right? And this is probably lends itself to another conversation. But I think if you know where you're going long term, you can be more proactive as well in the day to day. and so I actually haven't I don't create yearly plans, I created a Q one plan because I felt like I'd be able to better reevaluate my goals after three months of knowing exactly where I wanted to be. So I think things are more of a personal preference. Another thing is that I learned from my girlfriend, I try and send like very important emails, whether they're to clients or, you know, external outside of myself or anyone that's like in my immediate friends or family, more Tuesdays to Thursdays that require thought and attention. And the philosophy there is, I don't always live up to this, but I have, I have seen it work, but you know, Mondays, people are just getting into the week and it's chaos, right? Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursday, they're, you know, they're really heads down into the week. And on Friday, they see the weekend coming. So if you can kind of hit people with communication in the middle, at the center of their week, it tends to happen faster. I don't have data behind that, but I, I've started to see the results of doing it. I love it.
1: That's phenomenal. Brian, if there's somebody listening to this, they want to stay connected with you, learn more about what you've got going. I know you're, you're really active on LinkedIn, but how can folks stay in contact with you?
0: Yep, absolutely. So my website is bwmissions.com. And then my email is just brian at brianwish.com.
1: And you spell it B-R-Y-A-N. Is that correct?
0: That's correct.
1: Awesome. So can, make sure to connect with Brian on LinkedIn as well. He's super active there and is and really just super sharp and savvy when it comes to LinkedIn. He really knows what he's doing and And writes really phenomenal content there so follow him there shoot him an email if you want to stay connected further check out his website bwmissions.com brian thank you so much for for joining us today i really appreciate it and as sangram always says remember that without a community you are simply a commodity you've been listening to the flip my funnel podcast